What's up, everybody, and welcome to this special bonus episode. We haven't done one of these in a while, Mogan. It's been quite yeah, a while. Yeah, we haven't. But uh, welcome to this bonus episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. A bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I'm doing well enough. Um, I had many breakfast tacos for lunch. Mm. It was technically the first meal of the day for me, but it was at 1.30 p.m. Yeah, that's fine. So that's, so. that's a perfect time. That's still it's your first meal of the day. That's technically breakfast. Breakfast tacos yeah, for yeah. the win all the time. Where'd you get them from? Right. Uh, I made them myself. Ooh, at nice. Home. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fancy lad. Ooh. Very nice, very nice. Well, we are here on this special episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show, uh, to talk about the Ubisoft Forward event that was just broadcast today, July 12th. I was very blanking on the date there for a second, but July 12th, Ubisoft did their very first Ubisoft Forward, which was the, I believe, the in lieu or the replacement for what was going to be their E3 2020 presentation. But in the first, it was a two-hour event. In the first hour of that event, they focused on some of their current titles and ongoing games such as Division 2, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, other and Just Dance series and other titles like that. Since those are more ongoing games and everything, we didn't want to necessarily focus on those for this recap that we're wanting to do, recap review, reaction, whatever you want to call this really, to the event. We're going to focus more on what happened in the second hour, which is where they talked about more uh, more news on their upcoming games and even had a couple of reveals in there. So uh, before we get into that though, well, I guess we don't have a moment with Mogan. I'm used to doing a normal episode. There's no moment with Mogan. We're literally <laughs> only talking about news. Oh my God, here we go. Uh, but so on this special episode, we'll, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump right in so they started off strong um what did you think overall with like some of these games i was ubisoft for a long time has had titles that i'm very excited about and always excited you know especially with the assassin's creed series and i like watchdogs and different things like that so ubisoft shows are always ones that i get excited for what did you what did you think about this See, I, I, I don't want to be a negative net over here, but I've never been in that same camp. Um, mm. Most of Ubisoft's games are not ones that I've been in like for their long-established franchises. I don't like The Division. I've never played Just Dance, except for maybe once with you yeah, <laughs> and perhaps say, Sam. Maybe a couple times with me, at least. But. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't play the Far Cry games. I don't play, uh, what's that other one? The big one that they talked about today, Assassin's Creed. Oh, Assassin's Creed. I, I was like, what? I, uh, I would like to. The name. <laughs> I was like, it's got ninjas or something. Vikings this time. So, yeah, Vikings. The, I think like the two games from Ubisoft that I can think of off the top of my head that I like are uh, Child of Light, of course, which was one right, of right, right. Um, Ubisoft Montreal's uh, games. And... Uh, the Prince of Persia series, which they haven't touched in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So for me, most of this was honestly pretty boring, just because I don't really have any emotional investment in it. Right. Uh, some of it looked really cool. I will admit that there were parts that I was like, oh, okay, that looks pretty neat. But really, none of the games that they showed off honestly stood out to me that much as being like oh i definitely want to play that yeah. i was just over here in my corner going child of light too <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna happen no, i mean i feel like i've heard rumbling somewhere that no. there could be a dying um, of light uh, ch not dying of light that's dying like child of light too there's not um oh, the not. director of child of light this was a while ago this was a few months ago but the director of child of light basically came out in an article and he was like look i don't think it's ever gonna happen let's mm. just be real here there is no child of light too 
Okay. So unless they come out of left field with some sort of new game, uh, it's very unlikely. I see. I see. So they started off strong then, I feel like, with showing off one of their most anticipated upcoming titles, which is Watch Dogs Legion. And I think this one for me, I've really enjoyed the first Watch Dogs. I actually haven't played Watch Dogs 2, but this one... I think looks pretty interesting to me. They started it off though with a short film that um, set in the game's universe and everything that honestly to me, like what do you, what do you think of that? Did you catch that, this, that short film before it or did was, well, cause I realized film, I had the I time, was... I had the time zones mixed up. So I like almost missed the oh, beginning of it because gotcha. I'm apparently terrible. The time zones, this messes with me every time, but so I almost missed it. So I was, so I wondered if you might've missed the first couple minutes too. Cause I, no, I, I, uh, I was like I... messaging you like, Hey, it's starting now. Actually, I didn't realize <laughs> I caught it, and I actually thought the short film was really cool. You know, it's just, again, why don't more video game studios bother to make, like, animated movies? They're, right? they're great em. at it. I'd watch them. Yeah, I would watch those. I would happily watch that. So I, I thought that that part was at least really cool. I liked the character of the taxi driver. Yeah. Whatever his name was, Ned Flanders. I don't know. Todd, um, Todd Ford or something Ford. Yeah, t- I don't Ted know. Ford, Ted Ford, who knows? Something like that, yeah. Any, anyways, Ned Ford. It may have been Ned yes, Ford. that sounds right. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, the point is, the animatic I thought was great. Um, I thought it looks like... It doesn't uh, really tell you anything about how the game plays, but it was right. nice. It was a nice little world-building thing. I thought it looked a whole lot like the animation style of Spider-Verse, of Into the Spider-Verse in certain points. Oh. Like, maybe a little bit more just trippier or on shrooms a a little bit more but i I still really enjoyed it uh but i think the key thing about the watchdogs legions that looks really that i'm pretty excited about and getting and get very interested in learning more about is just how the whole system of literally every npc is a potential is a unlockable person that you can then play as and i think that that's gonna be a lot add a very new element and kind of how i got the idea from what they were showing in the gameplay that they did actually show off for legions is that it's Gonna, it kind of gave me flashbacks to Hitman in the sense of how there are multiple ways to accomplish each mission in Hitman. And d- depending on how you do that fits, well, it's either how you're trying to, the score you're trying to achieve or just, you know, however you're wanting to play. And so I kind of felt like that's what Legion looks like it's wanting to do. But instead of different pathways and within the same level, you're traversing the same level, but instead it's the different characters that are different each time around or the different ways that you can go through those missions. Cause it looked like from what they were showing in this gameplay that if you got started in it and you didn't like it, there was some way to like reset or restart the mission. I guess that's just through normal, like going back to the menu, reloading a save and playing it a different way. But I wonder if there will be a better way to like switch between characters within a mission or if you're like dedicated to that one character for the whole mission. I don't know. So my, and th- th- again, this is just what I thought based on what we saw. My thinking was that you wouldn't necessarily be able to switch at will between characters in a given mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it looked like to me was like, if you died, like, hey, if you failed the mission or if you got killed, my assumption is that you would get booted back out of the mission and you would then have to re-enter it as another character. But again, I have nothing to back up that claim. That's just kind of what I was thinking as I was watching well, I feel like from one of the first times they revealed Legion that it showed that if your character, if a character you're controlling dies, they're dead and gone from your roster. I don't think you get them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that means then if a character dies, say halfway through a mission, if this character that you go in to complete the mission then has to restart from everything or do they kind of like pick up from that halfway point where the other character died? That'll be kind of interesting I to see how that I think you have to that. restart because I think that would be more interesting. Like mm. if you just got plopped back in where you left off, I don't think that would be quite as much of a challenge. That's true. Uh, and I do, a better learning I did, curve. 
Yeah, and I did really like the different characters that they showed off. I like their different capabilities. There's an old grandma I do for you. Assume, yeah, there's no. I was like, hope for life. Uh, I do assume that at some point, you know, developers are still human. They do not have unlimited time. I assume that at a certain point, there are going to be certain NPC archetypes yes. that you're going to have for the types of people you can recruit. So let's not get wildly out of control here with our assumptions like everybody's going to be 100% different they almost certainly won't well, no and i wonder Maybe. how big of the what the spectrum for that is yeah. because i i, yeah, I do wonder I how many people you go through before you're like oh this is this guy does the exact same thing as this person over here but yeah. a different so for different example, face yeah. different body you know blah 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 but different name exactly different, like, but like has the, the same uh, skill set Exactly, like the construction yeah. worker they showed off. There's right. 10 bazillion construction workers in the world. Uh, so that being said, you know, I still think it looks like a pretty neat game. Mm -hmm. The level design is very good. Yes. Um, the parts of London that they showed off were stunning, at least in terms of the environment. I think it looks like a great game. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not entirely certain on how much mobility you really have out and about in the world, but at quite least a from, bit if they keep it from the, yeah. from the, what that was even in the first game, you have quite a bit of mobility. Oh, okay, good. Because that's the kind of thing that I can see myself really enjoying is picking the stealthier characters. You know, I'm not really one for running and gunning. Right. Uh, and you know, a lot of exploration, uh, the exploration factor is what most intrigues me. What they showed off as being the central conflict of the game, like this company that wants to make yeah. everybody safe or whatever. I total eye roll, couldn't care less. Tried and I was true like, you know what? Trope of dystopian you, you future. Don't, yeah. For for real. You don't have to give me even a reason. Just I don't care about that shit. Just let me play the game. It's it's that kind of thing where I, I'm so not invested in the story that I couldn't care less. But the world itself looks like it could have but some the world potential. Itself looks like it does have potential. Well, because I think, too, that you could really get into it, especially if you are looking for a lot of the exploration stuff and stealth parts of it. There's a lot of that in Watch Dogs, especially because it comes from the view of everything is hackable. So you can be changing traffic lights to divert attention. You can hack vehicles. You can hack security systems, cameras. You know, it's all this different stuff to make people react and distractions be caused and different things like that. So I think there is a lot of that in Watch Dogs. And then because of that, too, you can be very stealthy in how you attack people. Like, I remember there were melee takedowns and different stuff like that. So you can be very stealthy and everything in it. But it has this added technological factor with all the hacking and everything that makes it really fun to play. And you can jump in yeah. cars and drive vehicles and drones and everything like that. It looks like, too, from what they showed here. So I'm pretty excited about Legion. It looks like it'll be a fun game. And I just I just didn't play two because I played one. And I guess I liked one, but not enough necessarily to Two seemed like a little bit more too similar of the same, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't, it wasn't into as too much, but Legion looks like it could have some pretty interesting things. I did appreciate too that um, when they were showing the Hitman gameplay, the the character who was specifically like a Hitman skill set, that they yeah. were using music from John Wick during that. I saw that a was bunch actually of that in the from, chat. Yeah, that's actually the music from John Wick. I appreciated that. I was like, oh, that's that's a good nod, especially because the character design looked pretty close to John Wick. Yeah, it did. Uh, speaking of the chat, normally I don't read like the YouTube chat or whatever when I'm watching these kinds of live streams because honestly, it ruins the experience. Like, chat is so toxic. Yeah, you really don't even want to look at it. But one of the things that I couldn't help but notice come up again and again in the tiny window that I could see in YouTube was that apparently people were having a lot of trouble logging in to like Ubisoft's own portal for the event. 
So whoopsie doodles. Whoopsie doodles. Yeah, it's because they were giving away a free copy of Watch Dogs 2 for people who but logged in during the entire stream. The, well, because it, it was only available, I think, during the during the stream. Oh, so, so I think people were flooding stream. it. Yeah, people were flooding it trying to get the copy of the game. Man, that, you got to think about on. that stuff, though. You do. You like, really do. It's still a bad look. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a good look for sure. Uh, so what are the other what was another? Okay, well then, if you, if nothing on this in this pr- presentation really you know, tickled your fancy, I'll skip around to some of the bigger thing, the bigger highlights for me. Uh, so, Hyperscape, their new battle royale looks pretty cool. Uh, Story wise, for that one, I was like, though, I was like, it's Ready Player One. It's just I had that exact same thought. I was like, rip off, it's just Ready Player <laughs> One. I actually was a little surprised at how Ready Player One it is. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, similar. I, wonder, I was thinking, like, are they gonna? copyright struck are they gonna get sued by the author because that's so similar you really can't ignore it it's crazy and and i hadn't really i know hyperscape has been out it had a closed beta out over the last week or so that people have been playing i just haven't had a chance to really check it out much so i didn't know any of the background for it at all all i'd seen was little bits of gameplay where it looked really fast it looked like you could get a lot of really cool different guns good character uh good character sets and everything like that. So it looks something that's very fun and I'm always down to try out a new battle Royale, but it's a 99 player battle Royale set in new Arcadia. It looks like though, that it is heavily teasing a story aspect to it, a story element to it in the sense of there is like a big corporation who owns this company that has, or, or this big corporation that has gotten the world hooked basically on VR and inside this VR world is this battle Royale world. And there's something dark and sinister kind of closing in on this world. So I guess that's what like is sets up the ring closing in this game. But anyway, so it seems like it's going to have somewhat of a heavier story focus than maybe some other battle Royales do. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But it also, the cool thing about this one is how much Twitch integrated stuff is built into it. Do you see all that? We're like the that, voting and the yes, polling. Actually, thank you for bringing that up really kind of out of the entire presentation. And this is not a joke that one tidbit had the most interest for me. I actually really wish that they had expanded upon that because I think that's a very cool idea. I think so too. I mean, the, that, that they need, I really want, wish that they just talked more about that because the idea that Twitch chat can help vote on how to change the game as you're playing live. That's really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and especially in the context of the game where it's a virtual world or whatever, I was like, okay, all right. They, I, I got, I see where they're going with this one. So at least that facet of it, I thought was really cool. Well, and you know that that also is going to have some kind of tie into the viewers who interact with those chats and the polls and everything like that are going to get some kind of either drops, drops through Twitch for the game and stuff like that too. Yes. So they, so it's very interesting how they're gamifying the whole experience not only for the players themselves, but for the viewers also. And I think that's pretty, that's a pretty interesting move to see for sure. It is. I like that forward thinking kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, The next big game uh, that I saw, oh, and the open beta for on PC for hyperspace is out now. So I'm actually going to download it and give it a shot. I think, um, Let's see. So the next big thing that I was excited about from the presentation was more information on AC uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We actually did get to see some gameplay this time and not just like more trailer. Um, it looks like it's going to be a very, very just more, even way more savage Assassin's Creed world that we've been 
introduced to in terms of its violence and everything like that that it's going to that it's going to have because it this does look like it's going to have the first assassin's creed where there could be uh, decapitations dismemberment in combat you can do so many different weapon combinations you can even do two shields you can hold two shields and like run through the people i thought that was the pretty two sweet shields i thought was awesome looking i was like yes give me that turtle formation really i know <laughs> so, using turtle form. can you imagine how cool it's going to be running into a group of dudes with two shields and just bashing the crap out of yeah, everybody and i thought going that nuts? looks both that hysterical looks fun. and fun um yeah. but first of all what is ubisoft's problem with norway why do they hate oh, norway? i love that you too that you texted me this during you were just what, what did you say? start off the presentation they're like norway okay <laughs> 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 it's like oh shit what's I know. wrong with Norway man I did love that they immediately were like but it's still majestic and it's like oh, okay so but still you st- maybe you lead with sources. yeah maybe you lead with majestic and then all that stuff I know what they were trying to do I by saying it's like they had to have up. the Vikings the Vikings have a reason to want to go to the British Isles but still no I, oh, that man. was really funny um, so my, my I have really conflicting feelings about this particular Assassin's Creed game, and this is very nebulous and like mostly social commentary, but it seems really strange to me that during the presentation and really in kind of all of the marketing for this game, they're very much advertising the Vikings as, oh, they're not just savages, they're just normal, they're farmers that just want to expand their lands. It's like, okay, that's a stance to take, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But then the key facet of the game is pillage i mean you are pillaging and conquering and yeah. like it's and brutally murdering the people that you come across and it's like okay i'm not really sure what you're it's trying not, to say here yeah 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 no i totally get that because they, they are trying to paint it as more of like you're doing this as an ex not for violent reasons but it, that but you're still <laughs> coming over to somebody else's land and being an invading people it's the it's the fact that they keep trying to paint the vikings as like the sympathetic people right and they're actually it's villains. They're kind of the villains I mean, here. I, and it's I like, mean, I don't really know what you're trying to say. I think that's due more to like pop culture and everything right now where Vikings are very in. And I think it's just, yeah. but I think because of that too, people are more, maybe more starting to study up on Vikings more, learn more about Vikings and be like, hey, now they were actually pretty violent and you know and vicious in certain ways and so maybe it's it's like built around that's like now you know it's this is for peaceful farming methods but no still you're going to be jumping over there you're going to be yeah hunting pillaging and doing all this other stuff well so the other things about uh you know not including the weird vikings are they good or bad or both or neither uh the couple of things that i thought that were actually pretty interesting from the trailer were i did really like that your your crew, like the the other Vikings that are invading England with you and brutally murdering people. Um, I liked that they seem to have so much more of an active role with helping you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat, how they like help you bust down doors and help you carry treasure out. That I thought was a nice touch. Uh, the other thing is I wish that they had uh, said a little bit more about the settlement process, kind of like yeah. the sim part of it. Because I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of fun. You know, I'm one for building a town. I play enough Animal Crossing to to know how to do this. So that part is also pretty interesting to me. I just want to see more about how expansive it really is. Yeah, I agree. Because especially that part, is it going to be very simple? Like you build a workshop and then after collecting 500 wood and 100 food, you are able to just upgrade it and the building magically, you know, builds. And then you make, then that unlocks you spears 
So now you can build spears yeah. along. You know, is it going to be that simplified or is it more like a, a construction time to it? Do you get to plan the layout and actually where the buildings are going to be? You know, there is a lot more to that too that I would like to see. Um, I did also think that it was pretty cool that you could revive downed crew members when you were on yeah, your raids and in battles. So it does seem to be that that will be because in like Odyssey and even Black Flag, some of the more naval based Assassin's Creed games, when you board ships, your crew members would aboard the enemy ship with you as well when you were on naval combat. But that would be about the extent of it. And so if they're able to actually kind of now keep, transfer that into land raids and land missions and different things like that. Yeah, I think that'll be a pretty cool thing to see. Um, it showed off a whole lot of different combat things such as like you're gonna have throwing axes you can do like heavy stomp attacks and different things like that there's gonna be hunting a heavy mythological influence which i'm always kind of down to have that thrown into these historical settings like this because it's a very big part of their world so why should that not be explored too in the way that we can visualize it i think that's always really cool uh there's going to be some sieges that you can do on some more heavier settlements and forts that's going to be cool but then did you catch the one really neat thing at the very end of the trailer is it looks like they're adding in Mortal Kombat style X-ray like executions for the finishing kills and the executions. Oh God, I guess I must've looked away when that happened. It showed, no, it, it showed Eivor that. stabbing somebody in the chest with the hidden blade and the blade, like it goes into their chest cavity and like shows the blade, like piercing through, going through and like piercing through the heart. Oh like, my in God. And I was like, I Oh my God, <laughs> that's so cool. That they're, like, this weird like thing. I must I was have like, been wow. drinking tea or something. I don't know. <laughs> just, just looked away for an instant and it was gone. But I was like, Good Oh effort. shit. Okay, cool. I'm down for that. That's pretty cool. A neat add in to the combat of Assassin's Creed. Uh, but then the other really last big thing, I think they had a couple of their smaller like iOS mobile and Android games that they were going to be releasing soon. But I think really the last thing that I had that was I was super excited about is Far Cry 6 that we have the official trailer reveal. Obviously, a couple of days ago, they the reveal of Far Cry 6 was leaked and we did get to see Giancarlo Esposito at revealed as the villain of the game. We don't know. Not the main character, I'm assuming, but like the, he'll be the villain. Uh and that was revealed on the box art. And then Ubisoft then released a teaser video of him lighting a cigar as his character Anton in, in the Far Cry 6 trailer. Uh, and then so we finally got to see that full reveal trailer. It looks pretty sweet. It looks like a very interesting setting. It looks like during a time of political unrest and revolution in this uh, in this country. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito plays the El President, the president. Uh, and his name is Anton, I believe from what I saw in like on Twitter and stuff like that. And from the reveals and he's like teaching his son Anton, uh, Diego, sorry, a lesson about, uh, how to handle grenades. And it was a very intense trailer. Yeah, it to was. Say the least. Um, I do just want to start by saying what, like the opening credits for the whole thing. Very stuff. Very nice. Like very excellently stylish. done opening credit scene. I was like, okay mm-hmm, i like mm-hmm. where this is going i like the red color scheme uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very into red everybody knows uh but so the opening credits look amazing um obviously i think the trailer was a great way to set the stage yes uh you know naturally we don't have any information about gameplay but it's it's so early on that that's not really to be expected so right i mean the game um, is coming out february 18th which is of 2021 oh Wait, oh, it's 2020. God, I got totally confused in the years for some reason. 2021. So next February is when this game will be coming out, um, which seems on par with with. I mean, granted, unless there's delays or something like that, but you, they usually release the Far Cry games in the February through March, May 
area. Yeah. Um, but, but so who doesn't love Giancarlo Esposito? I mean, that alone, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yes, this is awesome. We actually saw him on the street, on the sidewalk here, like a, maybe what? a year, a year, writer. year and a half ago. He was he was about to cross the street and walk into Bolden Creek Cafe. We were driving. Oh, down, we oh my were driving god! Down I was the, so close to there. You yeah. were on South First. Yeah, we were on South First driving down, and we were just like at the stoplight right there, and we were looking across the street. The guy waiting across, and we were like, "Hey, isn't that Gene Carlo Esposito?" And we were like, "Oh my god, it is!" Oh my god! It was one of the, the best, Lucky. the highest celebrity sightings I've seen. I've had so far. It was very cool. If that had been me, the next day's like news, what's it called? <laughs> Breaking news headlines. There we go. Yeah, breaking news headline would have been local woman attempts unsuccessfully to kidnap John Carlos. Oh, that would have been me. Uh, So yeah, so very excited about Far Cry Six. Obviously, like you said, there's not a whole lot. We don't. It sets the stage, but we don't know about enough about like what gameplay. I mean, we we at this point we know what Far Cry is. I'm interested to see what this one's going to be differently. I do really wonder if, you know, the character that everybody assumes is young Voss. That's him, yes. right? Well, um, they're saying his name is Diego from the trailer. Diego. Yes. But everybody I assume assumes that as he in some up, way, he probably changes his name. Right. Because he has that iconic uh, scar in his eyebrow that Voss has. Yeah. yeah. So my question is, are you going to play as Diego? Like a, like a young teen teenager? I think that, that would be, be a, kind of neat. I think that would be, and that would be a very big twist on the series and how, because normally you're a, Pro, the, your protagonist is outside of this group or something that you're bringing down. Yeah. So maybe it's like, yeah, I'm a, maybe you're playing as, as the, ba- the quote unquote bad guys and, you know, and everything like that. And so that'll be interesting if it kind of turns the series viewpoint like that. Well, we all know that Voss is not a good person. So yeah, no, we don't. But Voss is also, well, I don't know though that I don't think they can be. I don't think it can be Voss. Maybe you don't he, think so? No. Maybe you maybe you come into contact with him. Because, well, man, it's been so long since I've played Far Cry 3. I don't remember. Because Voss has a sister. Which I well, guess there still could be a sister that we just haven't met yet. Um, could be. So if, if a sister is revealed in the coming months, then that might strengthen the case, I guess. Or something. maybe something happens in like... I don't know. We'll have to see. But that would be really cool if they like... Because I feel like I remembered seeing articles or rumors about from the actor who played Voss, Michael Mando, like talking about bringing the character back or something recently like that. I'll have to do some internet sleuthing to figure that out for sure. But I mean, between that, so that would be pretty cool though to see if that happens. So I'm down for it though, but I'm all about the Far Cry series. So I'm very excited for Far Cry 6. It looks pretty sweet. And I know they're already, I'm already seeing like notifications popping up on my phone that they're releasing like, uh, they're releasing a whole bunch of like screenshots and different stuff like that. So I'm getting it nice. more insights into the game but that was pretty much it really for the oopsaw forward i was pretty uh i had been looking forward to maybe some mention about that gods and monsters game but i thought it was kind of weird though that we got no mention still uh, beyond good and evil 2 skull and bones and gods and monsters we didn't get anything on so who yeah. knows and i think they, they said that there will be releasing more news and really and stuff like that in the coming days i think as this and they said they'll have another ubisoft forward in the fall so maybe they're just slating those games for the for that time period because now they want to build the hype for Valhalla and stuff like that. So that makes sense that they would, you know, hold Valhalla until the later forward event. But still, I'm curious about these games. I want to play those three games, or especially Skull and Bones and Gods and Monsters. Those two especially have really piqued my interest. So I would like more news, Ubisoft. But 
that, you know, that's about how it is. But that was pretty much really the event. And uh, if any of these games look exciting to any of you all, we'd love to hear your thoughts on them as well. Any of the games we talked about during the Ubisoft Forward event. So please send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Discord server where you can talk about games with us when we're not here recording the show. Uh, over on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those different places you can get in contact with us. We would love to hear your thoughts as well. So uh, stick around or not stick around, but in the next couple of days, Tuesday, the new episode for this week will be coming out soon. So listen to that and hope you enjoy that as well. But until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. We'll see you all next time. There's no song, so I can't tell you to stick around. Enjoy the, enjoy the theme music again. <laughs> see you all next time.